Hey, Badass Crew, it's Jenny Bellinger, your direct sales dom. I'm so excited to share with you a new tool that I am using personally, and I'm recommending it to all of my coaching clients as the number one way to stay connected and follow up. It's called Contact Mapping. Contact mapping is an app on your phone that makes it easy for you to quickly remember the most important details about every person that you meet and to set reminders so that you always follow up. And we all know that the fortune is in the follow-up. I love the premium version because it comes with an amazing community, accountability, as well as enhanced features that I use every day. Go to contactmapping.com forward slash BDSM and the folks at Contact Mapping are offering you, my badass crew, a special to try the premium version of Contact Mapping for free for 14 days. Again, go to contactmapping.com forward slash BDSM to get access to your free premium trial now. Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, Jenny Bellinger, your direct sales dom, helping you whip your business into shape. Today, I have with me a guest who I was lucky enough to meet on a networking event uh, a couple months ago. And Ron Carr is an author, but not only that, he has helped organizations grow incremental sales revenues of over a billion dollars on six different continents using his velocity mindset. He is also a past president of the National Speakers Association and a best-selling author. And so what he's going to share with us today is how we can eliminate resistance, gain buy-in, and achieve better results faster through leadership. So welcome to the show, Ron. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for having me on. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderfully. I am so excited to have you here because when you and I chatted initially on the C-Suite Networks Celebrate event a couple of months ago, and I heard about your book, I was like, oh, this is perfect for the direct sales and network marketing community. So can you tell us a little bit about how you, because this isn't the only book you've written. You also wrote Lead, Sell, or Get Out of the Way, correct? Right. Those are my last two books. I wrote five books in, in all. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Well, I, I've actually heard of Lead Seller Get Out of the Way. And when I was like, oh my gosh, that's the same guy. Holy cow. I was super excited because <laughs> I read it a number of years ago. And so it's an, it's another one I'll have to pull out and, and take a listen to again on my Audible. So how did you get into this velocity mindset? Well, first of all, I guess, explain what is velocity mindset? Well, let me start by this, Jenny. When you hear the word velocity, what's the word that comes to your mind? Speed. Great. And most people say that speed, momentum. But if that's all we think it is, then we don't get velocity, we get burnout. Ooh. 
think about how many times we're running so fast, trying to do all tasks at the end. And at the end of the day, we're exhausted. We didn't have time to eat. And we ask ourselves this question, what did I really accomplish? Mm. So the true definition of velocity, the physics definition is speed with direction. Yes. And direction is the key because direction is what drives you. Direction is the end result. Direction is the purpose. Direction is where you want to go. And I'm talking about for everything, whether it's for a sales call, what, what's the end result that you want to achieve for a year in your life, for your whole life, whatever it is, you got to be driven by purpose, not by task. And most people are just driven by tasks. And that's why at certain times, they're sitting there going, what am I doing this for? It's not making sense. It's not impacting me. So that's velocity, speed with direction. So um, you mentioned I was president of the National Speakers Association. I was president to when I gave up the gavel in June 2014. Now, up to that point, I started as a, as a sales trainer on top of a 10-year sales and management career, which was basically in 1988 when I started as a sales trainer. And then it evolved into keynote speaking advising board of directors, and also doing some annual retainers and helping companies grow and so forth. So, and it was going well, you know, and then the, mostly it was in sales, then it evolved into leadership. So I was coaching CEOs and so forth. After the presidency ended, I knew I was facing two surgeries on my nose. I had a, what they called superficial melanoma, meaning it wasn't in my system, but you had to get mm-hmm. it out before it got big an issue. So one surgery to take out the, uh, the growth and then the other surgery to repair the nose. But then I also had a bad back for many years and my back was really acting up. And I said, well, why don't you just go get it fixed finally? So basically I had nine surgeries after my presidency in three years, two on the, sur- on the nose, four on my back. But it was the back surgeries that were really the uh, most crippling. You know, mm. three years I wasn't traveling and I was just in a lot of pain, you know, laying and dealing with Vicodin, you know, and, uh, on my back a lot, no pun intended. And you start thinking about your life. You know, you, at that time I was 57, so you're getting to be 60 soon. So you start thinking about what you accomplished in your life. And I've had a lot of good accomplishments, some of which you spoke about. But like everybody else, I also looked at what I didn't do. And I started asking myself, you know, what was behind it? And what was behind it, it was not external factors. It was me. It was my fears. And it was um, my fears that stopped me, basically my fears. Or, or the belief that I couldn't do it. So mm. um, I started saying to myself, you know, you're getting ready to get 60. The runway is getting short. So if there's something on your bucket list, you better get going. And uh, as I was thinking about that, I started realizing that I was getting a little uh, stale in sales. And what I mean by stale in sales, don't get me wrong. I'm a great sales person. I'm a great sales leader. I was just getting bored. But uh, I thought that there was a higher calling. Now, look, there is no such, there's no higher calling in sales. Uh, look, if we don't sell something, nothing happens, okay? So don't get me wrong. Sales is a, is a tremendous higher calling, but I felt like there was something more beyond salespeople. I felt like there was a message that I had that the world needed to hear. So as I was recuperating and, and the need to get going fast, you know, to, uh, to get what I wanted done in life while I still can do it, I asked a, a video guy who was well-known in the say does a lot of great work, if he would come down and film and giving a speech at University of Texas in, um, in Austin, because I needed a new video. But I said, I'm also hiring you to help me figure out my new brand going forward. So he came down filming. And the next day, Jenny, he calls me up. He goes, I got your brand. I go, what is it? 
goes velocity mindset. And it hits me between the eyes like a, like a, a target, you know? I go, how'd you come up with that? And he goes, I didn't come up with that. That's all you talk about. You don't realize it. And it was in your materials 10 years ago. And it's in your core. So the moment he said it, it, it like, yeah, it's exactly what I'm about. Because I go back to that billion dollars that companies, you know, achieve over your time. It was, how do you get to where you need to be the fastest possible? So it really rang with me. So I uh, called up 10 CEOs that were clients of mine. And I said, look, and I tested it. What do you think about it? They all loved it. Half of them loved it because they think they knew what it meant. Half of them loved it. They had no idea what it meant, but they liked the energy <laughs> of the word. I right. knew we were on to something, so we just developed it, and it's taken off. But it's really a base, the basis of what I've been teaching for the last 31 years. Oh, that is awesome. Now, as you've been working with CEOs on this, what are some of the, the common themes that you found were holding back those CEOs in that velocity mindset, and, and how did you help them shift? Well, I was just talking to somebody about this. Um, when I coach people, it, it's experiential coaching because the premise of the book is what would the world look like if everybody acted like a leader and now is a victim of circumstance? Mm. So, you know, when you coach leadership to people, you're just coaching theory, but it's really more than theory. I don't think you can be a good leader if you don't know yourself inside, if you haven't really been enlightened and worked on yourself. Now, who do I define as a leader? Everybody is a leader. You lead your own life. You, some lead families. Some lead kids in sports. I mean, we're all leaders at some point in our lives, but specifically, we're a leader every day of our own lives. So what are we doing as leaders to understand who we are, create the best chance for us to succeed, and create a pathway that we're passionate about? That's really what leadership is all about when you break it down to its essential uh, elements. You know, I always say to managers, you know, who are technically leaders. Well, no, not all managers are leaders. Let's put it that way. But, right. but, but what I say to them is, you know, your number one job is not the bottom line. Your number one job is not the, the numbers at the end of the year. Yes, you are responsible for that. Don't get me wrong. Your number one job is to help those who report to you or who, who, who are under you to be more successful than they ever thought was possible. You do that, mm. then you insult, yourself will be more successful than you ever thought was possible. So what are the things that get in the way? So let's say you have a uh, direct salesperson doing really well and, and they're making a lot of sales for a company. And then all of a sudden they get promoted, right? They now become, well, you don't get promoted because you actually build a, a network underneath you and I get it. But you're promoting yourself in a sense by doing that, okay? Right. Let's suppose you get into that leadership role, right? How do you succeed in that role? So if we take a traditional sales for a second and a, and a, and a top-performing salesperson gets promoted to management, what is usually the one thing that stops, stops them from succeeding initially? They haven't gravitated to what the new position is. Mm. So let me explain that. So mm -hmm. as a top-producing salesperson, you're there because of your own efforts mostly. I mean, you need to rely on other people, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. You're the one making the calls. You're the one was holding yourself accountable and so forth to get the drift. Now you become a manager of 10 people. Do you realize what your job now is? Your job is no longer to control everything and be the person. Mm. Your job now is to support the people underneath you and do whatever you need to to make them successful. So I'll give you an example. It's in the book. Uh, we had this national account manager 
who was a key account person before I did well and got promoted. But like top producing salespeople is all about him. I'm not saying that negatively, but right. he was like a firefighter. He, he, he lived for the alarm. He lived for the alarm to come so he can go down that pole and run on that engine and go solve clients' problems. But that's exactly the same way he treated his manager role. So we had a rep in Kansas City, the rep would call him up and says, hey, I need you to come out and help me do this. And so he'd fly out, you know, and if our alarm goes off, he'd fly out exactly what he wanted. He needs to feel useful. And he goes out with a rep and he goes on a call. And what is the cardinal sin, Jenny, that he makes on the call? He does all the work. Exactly. He takes over because oh. his job is to be there and to save the day because that's what fuels him. It's the worst thing you can do. Because mm -hmm. all you're doing then is training people to call you every time there's an issue. And then besides battering your body and all that, you can't be in 10 places at one time. You have 10 reps. His job really was to go there, assess, let the person do the call, maybe coach him a little bit or her before the call, let them do the call, unless it's really the one deal you can't not, not get. Come on, let's be serious about that. How often is that happening? Right. Let them do the call, see what the gaps are, and then in between, coach them on the gaps and see improvement next. Never, because otherwise, hey, they're going to get lazy. They're going to call you to do all the work. But more importantly, if that's what you're teaching them, then the work only gets done when you're out there. And they'll yeah. never make quota or be above quota. You want them doing it 24-7 when you're not there every day. So that's yeah. an example of someone not growing into the new position and understanding that their success now is a little bit different than when they were selling, let's say. Absolutely. And and Ron, I you know, because I know you're not typically in the direct sales and network marketing world. I love that what you just talked about is something that happens all the time in our industry, which is oftentimes many of the many of the first couple of rank ups or advancements or promotions that somebody in direct sales or network marketing can get, they can oftentimes do almost by themselves, meaning it's usually having to do with a combination of personal sales volume and then also recruiting a certain number of people who do X amount of business, which is a really small amount. It really doesn't take much. But then there comes a point where the, the, the next advancement is not possible unless you have leadership skills, mm -hmm. because now it's coming, it's moving. Um, John Maxwell's 5P, the, the 5P of, of leadership, right? Most of these people have been operating from a positional or perhaps a little bit of the permission, but they haven't hit productivity yet. And they don't know how to get their team members to sell more and also to sponsor more because they haven't led them in there. They haven't walked them through that process. And one of the things that I got really good at in my own organization when I was active in my direct sales was was empowering my my team to do just that. I told everyone on our team, I will do five parties with you. The first two, I will do. So you can watch and learn how a good party is done Jenny's way. Now, that doesn't mean it's the right way all the time, but this is how I do them. Pick and choose what you like from those two parties. Party number three, and party number four, we're doing together. We'll co you do what's comfortable for you. And party number five, they did on their own. I observed, coached afterwards and said, okay, you're ready to go. 
pushed him out of the nest. You're on your own. <laughs> right. So that, that was really nice that you just completely validated what I did and why it was so successful for me. Now, moving forward with this um, and helping people to begin to understand that empowerment, because there are a lot of people who love to feel needed because a lot of people in direct sales are moms and moms love to feel needed. <laughs> so how have you worked some of these people that you've worked with out of that mindset of being comfortable and actually loving to be needed and, and be that firefighter that you just talked about and move them into that empowerment zone of beginning to empower their people? So it's not me moving them out. Mm. It's them moving themselves out. I'm just the passenger. Okay. So it's what I would do with a customer. It's what I would do with an employee. It's what I would do with my daughter. It's first of all, start out with what's important to them. What are they trying to achieve in their lives? Well, you know, they're coming to be, do a don line with you because, you know, that they got appealed by a certain product or service, but they also, but part of that, you're also explaining how to have a better lifestyle or some of the money that they're making, all that. So you're using kind of the same line for everybody, but now what you got to do is find out what is that lifestyle. Talk to me about that. That's the purpose. That's the direction we talked about in that definition of velocity. Because mm. in, in, in influence, and we talk about this in the book, uh, you know, to get buy-in and, and reduce resistance, there's two parts of the human body that's involved in influence. It's the heart and the mind. Now, Many people go straight to the mind when they're trying to influence people. They go into the features, they go into how this job's going to do feel, and all the other good stuff. That's not the first conversation to get into. That's the second conversation. That's the conversation when you get into when someone's emotionally brought into it. Now they're really listening. If you go straight to that conversation first, they're not even listening. You need to go to the heart. The heart mm. is what do they want to gain in their lives or what's missing for them that this is going to fulfill. That's what you want to get into. So what I'm saying is, for example, like when we do, when we did sales training, we still do some of it. You know, if I, if I go to you, Jenny, and, you know, and I'm trying to pitch you, you know, join my dine line, and I say, I'll give you an example, we'll role play it, okay? So I say, hey, Jenny, let me tell you all the reasons why you should consider this, okay? Number one, all you have to do is sell eight units of this, and then you automatically get your discount, and you become an active person in my downline. It's very simple to do. Uh, all you need to do is call the people that you need and I can stop here right now. There was no emotional connection. I'm already telling you the hows and hopefully it lands, but usually it won't because there was no connection. That's going to the mind. Right. I went to the heart. I would say, Jenny, tell me something. Describe what success would look like in your life if this really worked out the way you would like it to. And Oh, and what are the three things you want to achieve? Mm. So let's, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to answer that, pretend you're, you're a new sure. person. Okay. And, and, okay. and I know the audience can't see this, but I'm going to show them something verbally. So Jenny, what are, you know, if you were, if, if you were to achieve the success you want in your life with this position, what are the top three things you're looking for? I would okay, say I am. You didn't notice it, yep. but your eyes will. Okay. Now, right at that moment, there was a shift in the chemistry in your brain. If, um, if I'm calling you and I'm an interruption I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to have a conversation with you or even have an appointment, everybody's afraid of being sold something. So there's a guard down, right? 
by asking somebody in the beginning what success looks like to me, the three biggest challenges of what they, the three things they want to achieve, the eyes roll off. Because now the conversation is about them and not about you. More importantly, mm. they start trusting you. So the cortisol goes down a little bit. When we talk about the fight or flight hormone to an area where now you can be engaged. And I'm asking about where you're going. The oxytocin starts kicking in because you start trusting me because you give me those three things because now it's about you. And then finally, you're starting to feel good about this conversation because hmm, maybe this could give me the improvement I'm looking for. We break down the actual neuroscience hormones, what it takes to engage the brain. Now, for the listeners, don't freak out. This is not a science book. The way I just <laughs> simply talked about it is the way it's in the book. Maybe a couple more pages about it. Okay? But the point is, you have to, it's how you position yourself through the heart, through the emotional contact, then your connection, then you get them talking about what's important to them. And then the key, influence is then what you present is only what's necessary to present in context to what they just told you. Mm. And that's ultimate mm. influence. That's perfect. I love that. I love the the really easy thing such that if you're having a face-to-face, whether it's on Zoom or actual like person-to-person, you know, you're within <laughs> within social distancing boundaries, <laughs> basically having a conversation. When when somebody looks up, that's a key to look for to know if they're they're starting to think. Right. Right. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. See, my background is in psychology. So I'm totally nerding out on the oxytocin and the body language stuff. <laughs> I love all that. So, and I, I have to say, I've started reading the book, The Velocity Mindset. And I have found that there is already, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even all the way through it yet, but I've already found so many things that are in alignment with the way that I already think and, and, teach and talk about leadership and direct sales and network marketing. But there's also quite a few things that I was like, ooh, that's a really great way of explaining that. I love the way Ron does that. So it's been fascinating. Now, I know that one of the very kind things that you have included in our conversation is you have a, a freebie for all of our listeners here in the Badass Crew, you have one free chapter of the Velocity Mindset so that they can go check it out for free before, try it before you buy it, which everyone in direct sales is pretty much used to sampling, <laughs> which is great. Where can they get access to their free chapter and the leadership ex- assessment? Yeah, it, the leadership assessment, which is also free, is even more powerful. <gasps> so let me clear oh. what that is about, then uh, I'll come with it. Please do. It. So leadership assessment, we broke it down to five key areas of what we talk about in the book. So you grade yourself. So not only do you get a self-assessment, but in each part, you actually get tips and best practices on how to move forward in each of those five areas. That's all free. So if you go to velocitymindset.com, again, that's velocitymindset.com, you'll get access to the free assessment. You'll also be able to download a free chapter if you like it or buy the book, whatever is your... And we also have the book available on Audible, My Voice, Acting it out, Kindle and hard copy. So we have it any way you want to digest it. And you'll also then be put on our mailing list because we send out videos every Friday on the Velocity Mindset. Oh, that is 
awesome. Guys, I highly recommend it. So far with what I've read in his book, it's a very easy read. But one thing I know that I've learned about people who listen to podcasts is they do tend to prefer listening to books. So I'm sure you probably already have an Audible account. So go look up the Velocity Mindset and you can access uh, access his book through Audible as well. So that is a really cool thing. I highly recommend it, guys. I really do. I would, you know that I don't bring people on unless I've either read the book or started reading the book and believe in who they are and the message that they have to share with you. So badass crew, you guys know how this goes. If you're on your phone listening to this podcast episode, grab the episode, scroll up just a little bit, just click on it and scroll up and you'll see the link to get to velocitymindset.com. So you can click right there from the show notes to get to Ron's site. So you can get your free chapters to read it, check it out, and also take your leadership assessment. So Ron, before we check out here, what would you say, you have one last moment here to talk with my crew, although I can tell you, we're probably going to have you back because I think you're phenomenal and brilliant. And I want to share more of you with my peeps. Um, But what's the last thing you would like to leave our listeners with when it comes to leadership and and, and working towards this velocity mindset? People don't do things for your reasons. They do it for theirs. Mm-hmm. You can't get any more simpler than that. And the old selling adage, sales is nothing more than find a problem and solve it. Well, it's the same thing with the people who report to you. Find the problems that they're having and solve them. Mm, that is powerful. I love it. I love it. Ron, this explains a lot why I felt so connected to you. We are so aligned in the way we think, the way we speak about all of this. I love this. Man, I feel like I could talk to you forever. All right, badass crew, make sure you go check out Ron's information. All of his connection information is in the show notes. So if you want to go follow him on all the social platforms, we've got his links there as well. Ron, thank you for giving us your time and your expertise and your experience and knowledge in this area. Thank you, Jenny. And also, I'm a product of my mom, who was a a world-renowned economist. She fought in but uh, she commanded the battalion of 2,000 women in the War of Independence in Israel in 1948. So I, I, my mission is not only to help small business, but to help women. And I hope that this helps them move forward. But they just have to believe in themselves because they have a lot to offer. And, um, and there's nothing that anybody else can do that they can't do. So I'm all for it behind female empowerment. Oh, that just gave me goosebumps, Ron. I love that because... Man, you and I even have a similar mission. My my company mission is is to have a positive impact on the lives, businesses, and families of a hundred thousand direct sales moms. So, God, I lo- I love this. I cannot wait to talk to you some more about this. So, badass crew, you guys know how this goes. <sighs> Stay tuned because there is another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.